Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app/breadbox. Hey you gigantic American Catholic you. Welcome to Holy Smokes Catholic Review. Okay, so uh Father Scott and uh, we've got uh, William coming in hopefully very quick. Quickly soon soonly. Very soonly. Yeah, soonly he will be here. And Tony, so uh, Tony was at Mass today, and we're having Mass outside, and I'll get to that in a second, uh, the reasons why and so on. So uh, anyway, uh, so Tony was at Mass, and then I tried to track him down after Mass, but he took off. So I've been calling him and no response. So uh, will he be here? I don't know. But Will will be here. Will will be here. So... Uh, and, uh, I've got a, a review for the uh, gospel this past weekend. Sunday was the feast of all saints. So I'll be reviewing that gospel. It's the uh, Beatitudes. We're all very familiar with the uh, Beatitudes. So from Matthew's gospel. So I'll be looking at that and, uh, we'll maybe we'll have a, uh, a, a cigar review. Now I've given up cigars till after the election, so I, I told you this is Monday. We're recording. This is the eve of Election Day, known also as All Saints Day. Maybe I'll have something to say about All Saints. But um, so the uh, day tomorrow. OK, so tomorrow is Election Day. So uh, who will win? Who knows? But I think what we're going to do tonight, if I remember to do this, is we'll make predictions. And probably by the time you hear this. Uh, election day will have come and gone. But of course, with all the mail-in controversy, we may not know for another week or a month or maybe by 2022. I think the coronavirus may have ended by the time we get to the results. We'll find out. But uh, we're going to make, well, maybe, yeah, we'll make predictions. Yeah, we'll go ahead and make predictions tonight to see how well we do uh, with the election, uh, our, 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 our forecast, the, uh, predictions, uh, our prophecies. Let's see how good of prophets we are. Okay. So, um, uh, now I mentioned we, I have mass outside now and, uh, it's where I saw Tony today. 
Uh, and um, so the archbishop has ordered us to refrain from indoor masses. However, we are allowed to have mass outdoors. So that's what we're doing here at St. John Vianney out in the grassy knoll. And the weather's been spectacular. Just amazing. Like today, I was actually hot. Okay, it was uh, close to 70, so it's pretty warm with all my stuff on. So had a good little crowd. So here's the deal. We're going to have mass outdoors uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at 9 a.m. That may change in the future. We'll see. Uh, but 9 a.m. and then Thursday and Friday at 10 a.m. And don't forget, we have adoration uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Monday and Wednesday at 9.30, that's following the Mass. And then on uh, Friday at 10.30, that's following the uh, Friday Mass. Uh, just a little heads up that if you do hear this, uh, and it's, it's um, well, no, it'd be too late. But we're going to have all-day adoration on Tuesday, Election Day, to pray for our country and that there'll be peace. All right, so... Okay, so uh, in any case, we're having Mass outside now, and the weather's been nice. On Sunday, we're going to have Mass, two Masses, just two Sunday Masses. Uh, we'll be at uh, 10 a.m. and 12 noon. And uh, for those who uh, choose to stay home and watch online, you can come up and get communion at 1130. Okay, so we'll keep that, but uh, our Masses will be outdoors. Now, if it turns cold... And I was mentioning to uh, one of our our guys around here, I said, well, it's going to get cold. And you know what he said? He said, well, think about all the people who will pack into football stadiums when it's 10 degrees. And some of them will take their shirts off so as to display, uh, display, that is, the uh, church (laughs) or the, uh, not the church, but the uh, team logo, right? So like big G, you know, for Green Bay or whatever, so... Uh, I could be cool if you, you know, had the big church like, uh, you know, St. John Vianney there and did that. But uh, any case, you know, so people will go to mass when it's or to, uh, you know, football game when it's 10 degrees. Uh, there's people who ice fish, people who go hunting. There are people who, uh, oh, yeah. You know, what is it? Black Friday when uh, people go and camp out all night in the frigid cold. Uh, in front of the department store to get a good, you know, deal uh, to to be the first to get the the kids, you know, game or whatever off the shelf, you know. So there's those people. So um, I'm sure we can for 45 minutes on a Sunday, even if it gets cold, let's say it dips down. And this is New Mexico. It doesn't really get that cold. So in the daytimes, we know it warms up to the 50s. So I'm sure we can have masks outside for 45 minutes or so, you know. All right, uh, so we're going to just do Mass outside. It's what's going to happen. And then looking forward to Christmas, if we have to, we'll do Mass outside. I'm thinking about putting a big or digging a big uh, fire pit outside because we get this big desert next to us. So why not, right? So we could just have a big fire and have Mass next to the fire. Keep us all warm. All right. Uh, so in any case, that's that's that. And yeah, crazy days. Uh, so let's get to the gospel. And uh, again, this past weekend was uh, Sunday was All Saints Day. I love it. I just love it. Halloween, there was like no kids. Uh, no kids. I didn't see a kid out on the street dressed up. All right. But uh, we did have uh, our celebration. So here's the gospel. Matthew 5, 1 through 12. So here it is, when Jesus, and we're familiar with this, when Jesus 
saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him, and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. Those last two lines are something we need to remember for the future, by the way. Just a note on that. Okay, so that's the uh, gospel. Once again, Matthew's version. Uh, Luke has a version of the Beatitudes, but uh, instead of having uh, like eight blessed are you whens, he has four blessed are you whens and four woe to you when. Okay, so that's Luke's version. We had uh, just now, that's that's Matthew's version. Okay, so uh, All Saints Day. All right, so remember that uh, Jesus, you know, when he sent out his disciples, uh, his instruction was, uh, and he sent them out into the world, and he said, I'm sending you out, you know, you're like wolves or, or like lambs, and I'm sending you out into the midst of the wolves. And uh, he gave the command to preach his truth. He said, teach them, teach them to observe all I have commanded you. Okay, he didn't say, go into the world and, and confirm people in their paganism and just tell them, look, just be nice. He didn't say that, you know, oh, just tell the people to be nice to one another. That's good enough. And he gave that instruction to baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Baptize, yes, in the name of the Father and of the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's it. Um, And to teach them to observe, again, all that I have commanded you. Okay? So, look, it's... He sent them into the world. Okay, the world... The prince of this world, Jesus says, has nothing to do with him or his father. We know who it is. It's the evil one in the world. It, it's in darkness. It's It's been in darkness since the fall of our original parents. So Jesus sent out his disciples to go to preach and to win persons, souls to him and to baptize them, to make them members of the household of faith. Uh, and in doing so, to lead those souls out of the darkness of the world into the light of of salvation, the church, to make them uh, members of the church, members of the household of God. So that's why Jesus sent them out, okay, to to lead these souls out of the darkness of this world, which is, you know, the world of sin and depravity, okay, and condemnation, and to lead them out of that into the light of his glory, into uh, righteousness and uh, virtue, Okay, and holiness. So the Lord is calling us. He's called all of us to holiness. Okay, so listen, uh, you know, a saint, and that's what we're celebrating, or we celebrated this past weekend, All Saints Day, and a great definition, because, you know, we see the statues of the persons or the pictures, that is, of the person of the saint or the saints, right? And these persons who are saints. So, uh, you know, we see these perfect and, you know, the 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 prick picture of the person he's in ecstasy or she's, you know, in ecstasy. And we think, oh, how perfect they were. Well, see, they didn't start out perfect. Okay. Only the blessed mother. Well, Jesus, of course, is perfect by virtue of his divinity. 
And uh, he was perfect in his divinity and in his human nature as well, thanks to the Immaculate Conception. But uh, the Blessed Mother is, uh, well, she's Immaculate Conceived. She is the Immaculate Conception uh, and is therefore sinless. You know, I've heard the argument that John the Baptist was perhaps sinless, but that's for another time. But uh, the Blessed Mother for sure and Jesus for sure. Okay, now everyone else... We're all conceived and born with the stain of original sin, so far from perfection. But in our faith walk, in our our journey towards our track towards heaven, uh, we are called to grow in holiness. All right? And grace perfects nature. Grace perfects nature. So the more grace we have, uh, the, the, the more Christ-like we become, the holier, the, the better, the more or the less sinful we become with more grace. And, you know, you hear people say, uh, and it's a cop-out, really, when people just, you know, they just give up on, and they just kind of embrace who and what they are, well, you know, as sinners. Well, and they say, and this is what they say, well, I'm only human, you know? Well, see, that's a cop-out, and to say that is like saying, well, you know, what's the point of trying to overcome sin? I'm just human. It's just how I am. I'm a sinner, Okay, well, again, it's a cop-out, you know? Oh, I'm just, I'm only human. Well, okay, no, that's not right. You're a fallen human, but not a human. Because to be human is to be Adam before the fall. Okay? To be truly human is to be Christ. So to say, oh, I'm only human, again, it's a cop-out. Because we are called, as messed up as we are, we are called day by day to grow in holiness, to become less sinful, Okay, to become more uh, virtuous, um, holier, more righteous, okay, uh, nicer, uh, more generous, kinder, uh, more forgiving, to become more Christ-like. Okay, so that's what a saint is. And the best definition of a saint that I've ever heard came from, I believe it was uh, Claude Lacolombier, who said, a saint is a sinner <coughs> who refuses to quit. All right, that was, by the way, not a corona cough, okay? It was something else. Uh, but a saint is a sinner who refuses to quit. Quit what? Sinning? No, a saint is a sinner who refuses to quit growing in holiness, who refuses to quit becoming a saint. Because, you know, some people, some people just give up on themselves. Okay, but other persons who want to grow in holiness to become like Christ to go to heaven, people who want to grow to heaven. Okay. They're sinners, but they acknowledge their brokenness and, you know, and thank God Jesus gave us that sacrament of reconciliation. Okay. So we're called as messed up as we are to day by day overcome. And you know what? The saints that we celebrate again, weren't perfect persons. What made them, what makes them saints? The reason they became saints is because over the course of a lifetime, they overcame their sinfulness. Okay, you see? So they overcame their sinfulness. And listen, you know, you've heard it said that Jerome, St. Jerome, had a vicious temper. Joan of Arc apparently had an earthy tongue. Um, Padre Pio, St. Francis, struggled with lust a little bit. Uh, And then, you know, uh, look, we're all in the same. We all have some struggle, right? But the idea is that on our trek towards heaven, our walk with Christ, we overcome our sinfulness to become holy, Okay, so that's what a saint, and by the way, a saint, a person who's in heaven, be they angelic or human, 
Uh, any soul that's in heaven is called a saint. And you and I want to become saints. Because we do want, want to be counted as one of the demonic figures, uh, you know, in the lower regions of, well, you know where. So we strive for holiness because we want heaven. So we want to be in order. And look, you can look it up. It's in the book of Revelation. Uh, nothing impure will enter heaven. So in order to get to heaven, we need to be purified. So every day we trek. Okay, we're not per We screw up. We, you know, our human weakness we make mistakes, but we repent of it, get back up. Look, it's like learning how to ride a bike, right? You don't, when you fall off, when your dad's teaching you how to ride a bike, you fall off once and say, oh, well, oh, I guess I'm just not meant for this. I guess I'm only human. No, you get back on the bike and you start pedaling until you get it right. So this is our trek. Okay. So we're all called to become saints. Okay, so we're we're all messed up, yeah, but you know, every day is a brand new opportunity for us to each one of us to overcome, you know, we deal with temptation, to overcome that temptation, to overcome the sin, and each day then grow in holiness and goodness and righteousness. All right? So, let me say this too about the uh, beatitudes. You know, Jesus, well, actually the Lord, well, Jesus is the Lord. But uh, in the Old Testament, we quoted in, you know, the Old Testament. Uh, so God appeared to Moses and he gave, what did he give him? The Ten Commandments. All right. So uh, now Jesus, what did he say about the Ten Commandments? Oh, those don't apply to you. Did he say that to his disciples? Oh, by the way, Peter and Matthew and you guys, uh, the commandments no longer apply to you. No, he said, I did not come to do to uh, to to do away with the law or to change it or to erase it. I've come to fulfill it. So we are called to keep the commandments. And it's because of grace that we can keep the commandments. You know, the people of the old covenant, it was called, by the way, the Ten Commandments was called the law of condemnation. Why? Well, because the people couldn't keep it. And they couldn't keep it because they didn't have the grace to be able to keep it. Grace was restored to humanity when Jesus Christ died on the cross. So Jesus died on the cross, restored us to the grace or to the state of grace uh, to restore grace to humanity. <laughs> Go. Okay, now with grace, now we are able, we are free now, able to keep the commandments. Okay, but uh, we heard just heard the Beatitudes, and uh, I love this. Beatitude means happiness, uh, and the ultimate happiness is heaven. Okay, felicity, it means that ultimate happiness that can never be uh, deleted or, you know, diminished or whatever, right? So, uh, so, so Jesus, you know, uh, the beatitude, right? Uh, the ultimate happiness, which is heaven. So Jesus gave us these beatitudes because not only keep the commandments, but if you want to um, set in stone your place in the glory of heaven, you know what? The beatitudes, Okay, so what do we have here? Blessed are you, blessed are you who are poor in spirit. Or blessed are the poor in spirit. Well, I'll say blessed are you who are poor in spirit. Blessed are you who mourn uh, and are meek. That means humble and little before God, not haughty. Uh, blessed are you when you hunger and thirst for righteousness. Because you know what? You'll be satisfied. Blessed uh, when you are merciful which should be all the time. You will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart. That is pure. So if you're pure, you know, uh, we're called to purity. Did you know that? We're called to purity. 
Yeah. Um, and so on and so on. So there you go. So you know what? Uh, your assurance in heaven, you know, that's like getting, that's the key right there. So not only keep the commandments, but those beatitudes, you keep those and uh, you're well on your way to the glory of heaven. Okay. And all right, you're weak. I'm weak. We're weak. We're all weak. We're broken. But you know what? Every day, you know, we're walking with Christ and he gives us the grace. He offers it. Where do we get the grace? Well, when we pray for one, but you know, those channels of grace that we call the sacraments, you know, reconciliation and the greatest of all, the greatest channel of grace, the greatest dispenser of grace uh, is um, Holy Communion. It's the blessed sacrament. So, you know, we receive the sacrament and with this grace, then every day we try to, and this is why, by the way, to commit mortal sin, just to be, well, you know, and there we go with that excuse. I'm only human and, you know, and then off to commit some mortal sin is so opposed to right reason. You know, it's why we call it mortal. Mortal means deadly. All right. So there you go. That's it. The uh, gospel. Now, today, uh, you know, was the feast of all. So if Sunday was all saints, then uh, the day after today and then would be like today, not the day after today, but the day after, you know, the feast of all saints is the feast of all souls. The day on which we pray in a special way and remember those souls who are on their way to sainthood, uh, but are not yet there yet because they're in purgation. What exactly is purgation? Well, uh, on a previous podcast, we taught you all about this. Purgation is simply, you know, we have these, you know, these visions of like this big room where, a, you know, a guy in a dark hood with a big whip is whipping souls into south, uh, to submission. Well, that's not that's not purgatory. Purgatory is simply the process through which the soul is purified so that it is ready to go to heaven. And all the souls in purgation are happy even though they suffer because they're not here yet. But you know what? They depend on our prayers for them. So we pray every day for those souls in purgation that <coughs> their time in <coughs> purgation. <coughs> Once again, that's not a coronavirus. It's something else. Uh, yeah, purgatory. So the um, their time can be expedited and their suffering alleviated somewhat. All right. So that's the gospel for the... Uh, Feast of all saints and all souls, the solemnity of all saints, and then all souls day. So, yeah, uh, lots going on and uh, the elections coming up. Not sure what we're going to talk about tonight, but we'll come up with something. We'll have a cigar review, no doubt, and some other stuff. Uh, we could talk about this crazy world, which is crazy and getting crazier. But you know what? By the way, who's in charge? Jesus, our Lord. He's in charge, but uh, still the world's just crazy. Speaking of nuts and crazy, here comes Will. Mm, Billy. Billy, Billy. <laughs> Billy, Billy. What? Billy. What happened in the past two weeks? What? I'm just thinking through the past two weeks. Anything newsworthy? So so Tony sent us uh, text saying uh, he he may not make it, which means he's not going to make it. Why not just say I'm not going to make it? 
That's right. Because when people say, well, if you say, come over for dinner, well, I'll have to think about it. You know, maybe it's going to be, that means no. So just say no. Just I say, mean, you don't want to come over for dinner. I've been to your house. It's a mess. It's gross. I don't want to eat anything from that refrigerator of yours because yeah. it hasn't been cleaned in years. So why not just say it and just say no? Well, you never know. Maybe, I mean, maybe Tony's going to walk through those doors right as you say that and he's going to grace us with his presence. But until that point, I think you and I can finally get a word in edgewise. So this is uh, it's going to be a good day. <laughs> Did Glad to listen, be here. Did you listen to last week's podcast? No, you know I don't listen to the podcast. Oh, man, he was, and I was trying to get in, you know, a word. I was like, uh, and then, like it's on a roll. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I think I've said this before on the podcast. It's not that I don't like the podcast, but it's like, you know, have you ever seen that thing where like Johnny Depp doesn't ever watch himself in mm-hmm. movies? Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. It's like some, like some, not that I'm a celebrity, but right. Some celebrities don't watch themselves because mm-hmm. it kind of freaks them out. You get in your own head and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I do that with the podcast. I tried listening for the first couple months. But you just start like, oh, why do I sound like that? Why, you know what I mean? You just get in your own head about the whole thing, yeah. and then it, when you're when you're live, you're not having a conversation. You're just thinking about how you sound. So, mm-hmm. so that's why I don't listen to it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't so, know why. I don't know why everybody else doesn't listen to well, it. But. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so, but what you're saying is that you have self esteem issues. Well, yeah, don't we all at some at some point, right? <laughs> I'm just honest. Or I'm trying to be honest about it, but Tony, Tony doesn't. He loves to li- he loves to hear himself uh, talk. <laughs> Every night he uh, flips a podcast on. And it's a soothing lullaby as he as he drifts to sleep as his own voice. <laughs> man, I tell you, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but uh, hey, no, glad glad to be here, man. Glad to be here on this feast of all souls. This is a pretty pretty mm-hmm. big day. So uh, you know. I don't know. I hate to be one of those people that's that's like um, doom and gloom for 2020, but you know, I'm just saying, right? So Cinco de Mayo, one of the biggest party uh, days of the year, is on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Halloween on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. All Souls, I'm sorry, excuse me, All Saints Day, the feast, the solemnity of All Saints, which is normally a holy day of obligations. Mm-hmm. People got to go to mass during the week. All this good stuff. Yeah, it's on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the yeah, the eve though was on Saturday. Well, yeah, the Eve was on Saturday, but mm-hmm. the Feast of All of All Saints on was on, on Sunday. Um, and so it just all lines up pretty perfectly for 2020. And, you know, as you all mm-hmm. mentioned, we have had masses canceled here. So it's been this weird vortex. But, um, yeah, I mean, today, Feast of Feast of All Souls. Did you do anything special for, special for All Souls today? Well, I just had mass. And, you know, we read off the names of all the people in the parish who nice. passed away over the course yeah. of the year. Yeah. And being that we're a young parish, I don't have a long list. Mm-hmm. Like at St. Thomas, where they have much older people, probably a very long list. But ours is very short, you yeah. know. But still, we still have some. And um, so... That's um, very cool. So, but and I, you had mass today then? Outside. Awesome. Yeah. Sweet. How, how's, how was that? How's everything going great. That? You know, in fact, it was hot out. Yeah. I was cooking. Got I had warm. to. I had to take off. You know, I I had a, a sweatshirt on. I'd take that off. Yeah, and it was it was warm, and we got about I guess about sixty or seventy people for weekday mass, which is more than a normal weekday mass, right? Oh, or is yeah. that about average? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's more. It's, and you're just out here on the little grassy knoll. I think mm-hmm. I saw some photos on the east side. Yeah, that's very cool. I, you know, I love to see um, uh, so many priests. Uh, adapting, you know, to still bring, bring the faithful, the sacraments. I've just seen some really cool stuff coming up this past week, you know, and, and it, and it's tough. And, you know, of course we here in the archdiocese and many other places all have dispensations and things like that. And so if you, if you can't get to mass, you know, maybe the gospel portion of this podcast takes on a new meaning for you, but read the readings, read the readings from the, from the past Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's important stuff. So, and watch on TV if you can't, you know, cause we do the online mass, mm-hmm. I guess though, in this, this, past weekend my the lips you know the words were not in sync with 
So it was like watching a, you know, a spaghetti a, westerns. Yeah, a spaghetti western. Or the guy some, gets shot and his mouth yeah. was like a Japanese movie. You know, yeah. the, you know the you know you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. You can actually find on YouTube, by the way, this is a tangent, but you can find like the old, those old spaghetti westerns mm-hmm. where they don't have the uh, English overdubbed mm-hmm. and they would just speak in Italian. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So that all the like Clint Eastwood and all the dudes from the U.S. are talking English and everybody else is just speaking in Italian on set and they're interacting like you and I, <laughs> but Clint Eastwood is saying his lines in English. The other guys, you know, and it's like, it's, it's just, it's so good. So... Um, but yeah, anyway, so, so yeah, back to all souls, man. So you read I off love, the names. And well, this time of the year, all saints, my favorite. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. don't know what it is. I just love it. I think it's a combination of stuff, right? I mean, it's, you have all saints day, you have fall really kind of coming in full force. We had that cold snap in New Mexico the mm-hmm. night, was it two nights before Halloween? We got, uh, I, I got at my, uh, downtown in my little, my little condo down there, I got, uh, eight inches of snow. We got a foot here. A foot of snow up here. That's which unheard is of. Unusual, really unusual for this time of year. Well, here. it's unusual. Period. Yeah. A foot of snow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in one shot, that that happens once every fifty years. That's true. You. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, normally it's a couple inches and it all melts by uh, by ten a.m. <laughs> well, this all melted yeah. pretty quick. Yeah, mine stayed. So my uh, my balcony faces north, so it's all shaded. Yeah. So I ended up. I had to get a dustpan. And I like that's what I use as my snow shovels, a dustpan. Oh so I, I was dustpanning it off what? to the side. Oh my goodness! But uh, yeah, so that was unusual. But you know, I think this time of year, right? You have the leaves, the leaves falling, the leaves changing color, the cool breeze. I don't know, and I don't know if it's just because I'm a I'm a very morbid, macabre kind of guy deep down in my core. But I love All Souls, one of my favorite feasts of the year. You know, and November is a whole month that we dedicate in the mm-hmm. church to remembering all souls. I think it also kind of maybe takes on a different um, feeling, a different feeling now during um, during this coronavirus pandemic, right? When you have, mm-hmm. you know, um, and just people dying from all aspects of life, not only in the U.S., but in Italy and in Spain, all this kind of stuff. And so the Pope actually, Pope Francis has requested that this month we, we pray especially for those that we've lost from COVID-19. So yeah. it just kind of takes on a different a different air for me. Um, but it's just beautiful. I went down to, um, Mount Calvary cemetery down there in the middle of the city. Um, just before this, actually, I a was lot of people, there. you know, the tradition is to yeah. go to the seminary, uh, cemetery, <laughs> but, or is there a difference? <laughs> oh, there's a difference. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, no, the, uh, actually seminary was pretty lively. I got to tell you, but, uh, <laughs> the cemetery, you know, it's a tradition to go and pray on yeah. all souls day to the cemetery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it was jam-packed with people. Um, I showed up, you know, and they have kind of a central parking lot there at the cemetery. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, I was trying to find a parking spot. There's so many cars. And I, I left, um, you know, I got there just before sunset. And, of course, now with daylight savings, the sun yeah. sets at 515. I know. So, uh, really? so I was out there at about um, at about 5. So the sun set, it got real dark and I, I was there totally by myself and I, I like to walk through. So I visit some relatives that, um, some relatives that I have, uh, buried there at the cemetery. So I visit them and pray in the rosary and then I like to go to the old part and, um, it's just, it's so beautiful. It's so austere. It's so quiet, but it's definitely a little eerie too, right? Like I'm there, the sun's down totally by myself. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, you've been to Mount Calvary, I'm sure a million times. Yeah. Right. And so it has those beautiful rolling hills and stuff over yeah. there. And, uh, 
I'm in this place and the tombstones are, you know, from like the 1890s, 1910s and stuff. The founders of Albuquerque, just, just cool. Um, really austere. So I, I love this time of year. You know why it spooks us though? Because honestly, what is the safest place on earth? It's a cemetery. Yeah. The most right. peaceful, beautiful. Yeah. Okay. But you know what happened hmm. a long time ago? Somebody made a movie where these zombies like <laughs> pop out of the ground and these yeah. ghosts are like floating around in the cemetery yeah. that ruined it because that's in our head. That's so stuck yeah. in our, our psyches that we can't even walk yeah. through a cemetery, even in the, the heat of the day and, and like n- not yeah. be freaked out. Well, it's funny, you know? Yeah. It's funny you say that. Cause uh, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a very superstitious person. You know, I don't know if you've seen the office, but Michael Scott says I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm not, a, I'm not a superstitious person. I'm not like, Oh, ghosts and you know, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Right. But, um, there, there's just something different. I think it, maybe it's also a piece of, um, kind of being confronted by your own mortality. You become keenly aware of your own yeah. death when you're walking around a cemetery. Well, right? yeah. Um, but that's that's different than oh like, you know at nighttime as soon yeah. as the sun drops I would never walk through the cemetery why yeah. it's peaceful yeah because we have these and I I'll tell you right now the only there's there's very few cases well Jesus came out of the tomb mm-hmm. okay but he's Jesus and then the other people that popped out of the tomb were at his voice command Lazarus, Lazarus right come forth yep the, okay the widow's son yep but other than that there's never been a case where uh, what about what who what um. Oh, I think it's a gospel of John where, where, uh, so it's after Jesus is, uh, has risen from the dead. So John says, and the tombs of the saints were open or opened. I think yeah. there's something there. I forget exactly what the line is, but it's something about, but they're saints, the, the ones of the holy ones are wandering so, the but, earth. Right. But if they're, if they're, if they're so, okay, but they're saints, like, oh, there, oh. No. <laughs> you know, come on, they're saints. Holy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, holy. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. That would be correct. Are you holy? You know, right? so. Holy smokes. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so I think that, and what I was going to ask you too, you know, I remember, um, and I'm sure we've talked about this before, but, you know, I, I always think about this time of year. There's this museum in Rome that you can go to. So next time you're in Rome, try and do this. But it's the, uh, and I forget the fancy Italian name, but it's the it's the uh, Museum of the Holy Souls in Purgatory. Have you heard about that? Yes. Mm-hmm. They have the pictures, like uh, with the hands. On yeah, the- it's like pictures and artifacts of of these. Um, and I don't I don't know if it's church approved or if it's like alleged, but but you know, I mean, it's been there forever, so it seems pretty legit, right? But mm-hmm. it has artifacts um, that have been collected um, of what they believe is, is souls in purgatory trying to communicate mm-hmm. to to us on the outside world. And it's for prayers. It's not mm-hmm. to jump out of a grave, grab your ankle, and freak you out, right? It's always, they're always asking for prayers. And so... Um, well, like the hand, the handprints? Mm-hmm. Yep, the burned handprints. Yeah. Scorched, scorched handprints on a... I think it was on a Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, on a Bible. You know, stuff like that. And I don't know that, that, that those things roll through my head, um, you know, walking through a cemetery and stuff like that, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I think of as well, um, in Rome, you know, and we talked about this last year, but I think it's worthwhile mentioning again, bone those, church. Uh, yeah. The bone church in Rome bone church. There's a couple of these right around the world, but I think probably one of the most famous is in Rome. It's uh, Santa Maria Immaculazione, so very pretty Italian, but just um, Holy Mary of the Immaculate Conception. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's. Uh, I was just reading about it before the podcast. So 1626 is when this church dates from, right? So it's this old, 
old church run by the Capuchin monks out in Rome. And um, basically what happened is they, you know, had a crypt. Mm-hmm. They had a crypt where they I mean, buried the monks. And, and it got full. The brothers, yeah. And it, it was, what do you do? I mean, it's you know, almost 400 years, right? It's like it, the well, crypt fills up. Exactly. So? <laughs> it's like your garage gets filled. So what do you start putting stuff in the bathroom? The garage gets full. Well, yeah. You start putting this junk in the bathroom and then the closets and then the backyard. So yeah. they ran out of room in the crypt. They, yeah, so, they ran out of room so in the, the crypt. The, so, the monks, so they got creative. <laughs> and they started displaying the monks on the walls. Yep. and and Stacking pelvises. Yeah, like, I know. And skulls and it's uh it's very uh it's very like you know very macabre very uh gothic um and uh yeah so apparently there's like f- there's four thousand of these friars these capuchin friars that are buried in this crypt in rome and it's amazing right it's, i mean it's just it's just such a sight to behold just you know stacks of femurs and things like that and, and it's not meant to be macabre i should i should mention that out of the gate it's not mm-hmm. meant to be shocking or or scary mm-hmm. or anything but it's supposed to be the right type of scary right it's not mm-hmm. supposed to be horror for horror's sake no it's to remind us of our mortality that's exactly right, right. i do and feel it, sorry for the night uh, guardsman there though now. yeah no kidding the, secure, the night security <laughs> guard i'm gonna walk around that place <laughs> that's pretty creepy well and and you know now it's this big tourist attraction like everything else in rome you pay i think a euro to get in uh-huh. And then you walk in there and it's, but that's not at all what it was intended to be. Right. So they began this process in the 1870s and the whole idea again was not meant for the outside world. It was meant for the monks to meditate on their mm-hmm. own death. So you walk in there and, and before you enter, it has an inscription in Latin on the top that says where you are, we once were where we are one day you too shall be remember your death. Right. And it, and it just, I think it, you know, speaks to this bigger idea that as Catholics, as Christians, we are not meant for this world, right? Because like St. Paul said, we belong to the spirit, not to this world. Yep. But even the people that belong to this world really don't belong to it. Yep. They, they're going to go down with it, but you know, absolutely, they were not meant for it. We're not meant for this world and things like, and you know, even talking about my cemetery experience, right? These things they're scary. Death is scary if we really think about it, but it shouldn't be right. I mean, St. Peter writes about that as well. Oh, mm-hmm. death, where is thy sting? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, hell, where is thy victory? We again, well, you know, Paul, Paul mentioned that St. Paul said, you know, for me, death is victory. Absolutely. Right? Uh, what does he say? Christ, uh, forget the whole line, but you know, he's like actually welcoming death, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And you know what? I the talk, I hear him talking about one day we'll be able to live to be 250 years old. Who wants that? You know, could you imagine the debt you would accrue over that period of time? You know, I mean, you know, who wants to? I mean, you know, 80, 85 years, 87 years. That's good. Yeah. You know, who wants to live on this planet forever? No, I mean, it's yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, I think. I mean, I don't want to go now. <laughs> I don't want to like untimely, you know, but yeah. yeah, not now, but <laughs> yeah, someday. Yeah, and I, I mean, it, it is. It's, a, it's just a great meditation on our own mortality, you know. And and they they have a lot of these monks displayed in kind of some postures of everyday life. Like there's one monk. Um, I mean, he's a skeleton now, but he's dressed in the habit, and he mm-hmm. has a breviary open. It's like he's reading the, uh-huh. the prayer book, and is again meant to be a reflection on our own mortality. And I love this. They have this fantastic fantastic painting um above one of the um they have all these altars throughout the inside of the chapel right say so this altar off to the side 
um, that you that you'd miss if you're walking by it because it's I think it's one of the only ones that's not covered in bones, right? So it's just a it looks like an average chapel, so you can really easily walk by it on your way out. But they have this really fantastic painting um, of the souls in purgatory. So it's kind of a traditional painting as Mary up in heaven, the souls in purgatory, and it's kind of this fiery purgatory down below. And then it has um, uh, St. Francis of Assisi, who's the patron, of course, of the Capuchins. And he and Mary are lowering a rosary down into purgatory and are pulling monks up by their rosaries. Wow. It's like the rosary is the thing that's supposed to save. Wow. What I love, though, is there's, if you notice, right in the middle, there's one monk who's looking out. He's, he's looking out at you and it's like mm-hmm. his eyes follow you and you walk through. So he's not looking up. He's looking out at you with the idea that don't forget about the souls in purgatory. Don't forget to pray for me, right? Individually and distinct, distinctively, right? Praying for the souls in purgatory. That's it's awesome. That important. Yeah. So uh, I love it. I love this time of year. That's my, that's my long-winded me, way. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I just love it. But you know what? Like, okay, so August, like August 15th, which is the Feast of the Assumption, right. which should be a happy time for me. It's kind of a downer because you know what? It's like, oh, now it's going to be the end of summer. Yeah. And But then once this, like, you know, All Saints Day comes and I get really into it because, you know, there's going to be Thanksgiving's coming up and mm-hmm. and then, well, Our Lady of Guadalupe and yep. Immaculate Conception and then Christmas. And then, you know, the Feast of Our Lady, of uh, the Mother of God, yeah. January 1st. And then, you know what? I want summer. Yep. I want summer after that. I, I just want it to be... See, I think it should be... You know, winter should be from like uh, like October to like January 1st. January 2nd should be summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not in New Mexico then. That means like... That means like what? What would that be? Nine months of 95 degree heat. And there's, that's a problem? Yes. For, yeah, are you kidding me? For like the rest of the population. Okay, so maybe be like fall. Maybe you should go back into fall. So at like January 2nd, we'd go back into fall and it'd be like 75, oh. 70. See, fall is the perfect season, man. Although this this year, this fall was weird. It was 100 degrees and it froze everything. And I know. It was, isn't that true? It was 92 degrees. <laughs> two days later, it snowed a foot. Oh, so and then And then two days later after that, it's back up into the 70s. Yeah. So wacky this, this crazy year, but just the whole week. But you know what? There's still two months left. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, the real wackiness is coming tomorrow. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, right. I, I slipped my mind for a second because if you're listening, being the second, yeah. tomorrow is. Uh, it's um, the, the election uh, day. There you go. <laughs> I'd get to it. Hey, um, but uh, by the time, you know, if you're the listener and you're hearing this, yeah. it could have already happened and. Yeah, let's hope my uh, my house is still standing though. Yeah, because there's uh, supposed to be some some trouble. Uh, I, I, apparently, there's some. I mean, and I don't know. I mean, best case scenario, there's nothing that goes on. But you know, um, yeah, today they were outside boarding up our windows and everything, really? like we were preparing for a hurricane. Yeah, so um, they wow. boarded up all the first floor of my building. So hopefully, hopefully, it's just a precautionary measure. And so you know, I, I so I think we should have. I think we should do our predictions. Now, this is not an endorsement of one guy or the other. It's just just a test to see how good we are, that we are as at, at the gift of prophecy. That's all this is. So if I say, you know, I, I think so, this is not a, uh, again, an endorsement of any. I just who I think is because it could be like, OK, I want the Patriots to win. Yeah. But I, I think Kansas City's going to win. You know, you know what I'm saying? So it's, all it is is a prediction. It's not an endorsement. So okay. I'm I'm going to predict Donald Trump. You are, huh? That's just a prediction. Wow. It's not not an endorsement. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, well, and I base that on all the the, the parades and the, the, you know, I go around the corner and there's this like eight gazillion pickup trucks with mm-hmm. Trump flags all over the place, mm-hmm. you know, and all I want to do is get over to O'Hare's for a, a sandwich, right? <laughs> Got to get this big old massive bunch of cars and stuff, so. Well, I'm, I'm going with the underdog this time. My Who's, prediction. Who? Kanye West. Oh. <laughs> Are you kidding? And they say he's got like three percent of the vote in, Miss, in, Wis- in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. I, I although I didn't see him on my ballot. I didn't. He wasn't on my ballot. But he's pro life. Uh, yeah, he is. He's he very pro life. Actually, mm-hmm. so is uh, so is his wife Kim Kardashian. I was yeah. I was um, saw an interview with her recently. Is that it? That's your prediction? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's my prediction. No, that's so lame. <laughs> Yeah, are you kidding? That's my prediction. What can I say? Okay, we you, we already know you're going like, to lose. Well, it's, okay, it's, so you're it's, no profit. You're, it's it's right like now, in betting. No, no, it's you're it's, not a profit. It's like in betting. If you ever want to win the biggest money, you bet on the on the big underdog, and then you know there was all those bets. Right, the guy doesn't a couple have years a chance. Ago, doesn't have a chance. A couple years ago, everybody was betting on um uh what was it Leonardo DiCaprio never winning an Oscar? Mm-hmm. Or no, Leonardo DiCaprio winning an Oscar because he never won one all his mm-hmm. career. Uh-huh. 2016 rolls around, made a lot of people very rich. Who did? So, did he win? Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah, won his first Oscar. For what? Best actor. I know, but for what? I don't I don't know. I don't remember. But what? what was, the, the, <laughs> what was it? Uh, what was that show he's a what was that show he did when he was a little kid? What was that show? Oh, um uh what was that show? It's like yeah, yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about. Meh. I I can't remember for <laughs> the life of me. Meh. Can't even draw <laughs> like little, uh, for some reason I want to say a little bit. You're not Frogger, gonna make a you're not, not gonna right. make a prediction? I think that's that's as good enough of a prediction as any, right? Well, just say so. Who do you think is going to win? It's not an endorsement. Who do you think is going <laughs> to win? Okay, you want me to say it for you? You think Biden's going to win? No, I I, I don't think. So you Biden's don't think? Win. So you must think Trump's going to win? There you go. Okay, there's your prediction. <laughs> so we will see how good you are at prophecy, and I will see how well we will see how good I am at prophecy. We'll see. So we'll and see. it's just a prediction. It, it no, it doesn't mean I'm for this guy or that guy. Okay. All right. So, uh, so anyway, tomorrow. So we'll hope that everything stays safe and sane mm. tomorrow with all the craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, and pray. Oh, by the way, we're having uh, all day adoration at the church. Good. Yeah. That's that's a great thing to do. Pray for our nation. Pray yeah. for our country. Right now, more than ever, to use an overused phrase, right? Now very, more than ever. very important. So, very important. Dang, dude. That's hey, new. Um, do, where's Tony? Oh yeah, did we talk about we him? Yet? Talk about oh that, yeah. yeah. Hey, I was going to say talk about in other news though, super super exciting thing. If we have any Knights of Columbus who listen to mm-hmm. the podcast, right? I, I'm a Knight of Columbus. You're not, uh-huh. aren't you? I am. I'm yeah. third degree, dude. Ooh, I beat you. Hmm? You're fourth degree. I'm a fourth degree. Oh, I think I'm third degree. Yeah. Are you really? Yeah. I, because I'm a priest, don't I get automatic? Uh, get. Uh, I don't know that that's how that works. Like am I? Am I? I think I automatically become supreme. I don't think that's am how I that supreme works. Knight, supreme knight for a day, isn't that how it works? Yeah. Honorary supreme grand knight. You get a <laughs> certificate and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah but so, the knights, uh, man, uh, Father Michael McGivney, the mm-hmm. founder of the Knights of Columbus. By the way, do you like their new uniforms? <laughs> you really like like getting into the getting into the controversial stuff, don't you? Um, I'm not a huge fan of the uniforms. I love them. Do you really? I just think they're the coolest. Really? Yeah. And and some of the night friends that I have, they hate them. I love them. Really? I think they're awesome. You like the paramilitary kind I of stuff? I just think they look so cool. 
I like the I like the the uh, old regalia yeah, with, with the the big, uh, the the big feather and swords big, and stuff. Yeah, you can you know you, they dust the but when they anywhere they walk they dust the ceiling. Oh yeah, I mean wow, I mean it's not everywhere. It's not every day you get to wear a cape and a hat with feathers in it like that. You yeah, know? yeah, that's very true. cool. Um, but anyway, so McGivney. yeah, so Father Michael McGivney, the founder of the Knights of Columbus, just got beatified mm-hmm. out in Connecticut. Yeah. What Super town? Super awesome. What town? Yeah, that's where their big insurance place is, I think. Yeah, it's... Right? Uh, or is it in Milwaukee? No, I no, it's, uh, I think it's Hartford. Because that's where I went to school. No, no, it's New Haven. I'm sorry. New Haven? New Haven, Connecticut. That's where his, um, that's where his parish is. You can still visit his mm-hmm. parish, St. Mary's in New Haven, Connecticut. I've been there. Really? I've been to New Haven. Yeah, I think he's buried in, I think he's buried in that mm. um, church there. I may have been, in, I may have been in it. In New Haven, yeah. St. Mary's in New Haven, Connecticut. That's where I went to school, you know, Semin- seminary. Not cemetery. No, but it was next to a cemetery. <laughs> now, you talk about creepy, the w- woods around in Connecticut, those oh, old, yeah. those woods. Oh, yeah. And there's a, the Connecticut rivers right there. Yeah. And it gets like the fog rolls in, because right real close to the ocean, the fog would roll in. And so late at night, we'd get our flashlights and walk out into the woods. Mm-hmm. And it's all old, these old Victorian houses. Talk about creepy. That sounds cool, though. That sounds it was super fun. Cool. We had so much fun, but yeah. creepy. Yeah. Super creepy. Yeah. So, new blessed for the church, blessed Michael McGivney. Pray I know. for us. So, that's super two in awesome. a row, because what was it, last week, the the young kid? Uh, yep. Uh, blessed Carlo Acutis mm-hmm. was beatified. You got, um, yep, blessed uh, McGivney, Michael McGivney. Um, and then you have some other, some other great saints coming up in the pipeline, too, you know? But- uh, Well, like whom? Well, Sheehan, Sheehan, is he going to, yeah, so, so yeah, so Sheen, um, what's going on with that? Uh, so yeah, so Fulton Sheen, there was some issues surrounding his beatification. So all the, all the miracles have gotten approved and everything. And, um, which is very cool. I think one of the miracles surrounded a little boy who was declared, I think he was declared deceased in the womb of his mother. Um, and the doctors declared him dead. They're like, that's it. He's toast. Um, and then, uh, she prayed to blessed, or excuse me, just, uh, Archbishop Fulton Sheen at the time. And, um, the boy somehow miraculously came back to life inside her womb. And, and then the doctors of course come back and always, you know, uh, he was deprived of oxygen so long. He's going to be brain dead and all this Mm -hmm. stuff, right? Perfectly healthy little boy. His name is Fulton. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he has an name, Fulton. How old is he now? Old. He's like he's, he's he's a couple years, I yeah. think. Yeah, and but, healthy uh, and doing well, and yeah, yeah, doing totally well from my understanding. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Um, so yeah, so he his beatification was all approved and all this great stuff. But you know, um, speaking of bodies of saints, <laughs> there's a little bit of a dispute between, um, of course, the Archdiocese of New York, who um, that's where Fulton Sheen is buried now. Tony and I were able to see his tomb in the uh, Cathedral of St. Patrick's in New York City. So that's where he's buried. Um, But Peoria wants him back. Exactly. Peoria, Illinois, where he's from, uh, and where he was bishop, I believe, first, um, wanted the rights to his body. And, And there's all this disputes and all this stuff. New York wanted to keep him because having a saint's body is great. And all this kind of stuff, right? And, and then, this goes this this all dates back to the earliest days of the church. Oh yeah, we've been right? fighting over bodies and custody mm-hmm. of bodies since the earliest. Well, hence the <laughs> hence the cult of relics. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's all these other macabre stories that. Um, well, let me let me explain though. Yeah. It's it's all okay. So so it was it was the custom then as it is now. When a holy person would die, they would bury, and the holy people would go to the place of the this the holy person's. Uh, you know the the, the resting the tomb, spot, yeah. the tomb, and pray and venerate and right. pray and pray. Right. So, um, 
as the church began to grow and expand, so this church over here in this neighboring, you know, village wanted, they wanted, they, they have a devotion to this saint too. So they would go over and dig up the body and they would steal it. So then the people of this church would say, well, what happened to our saint? Well, they have it. So they would go over there, steal the body back. So then those people would come late at night and hack off a limb so that they would have a piece of it. And that's mm-hmm. how it all got started. Yeah. And it's all very innocent, but still it's a little creepy. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, we Catholics get it. The Protestants go, whoa, what's yeah. this? No, no. I mean, that's exactly right. And, and you know, of course... And the reason why we venerate relics and everything like that, right, is is to imitate the the saint, to mm-hmm. ask for prayers, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff, to be in close proximity to right. holiness, all these uh, very good, holy, and venerable things. And so that's that's where this is all born out of. And um, yeah, I mean, like you said, I can think of six hundred examples of this playing out over the centuries. So this is happening in our own time. There's a dispute over the body, and I'm now, you know, unlike what. 200 years ago, <laughs> they um, opted to leave <laughs> Fulton Sheen intact. They didn't want to divvy him up or, you know, send mm-hmm. some of his relics to mm-hmm. Peoria or some of his mm-hmm. relics to New York. So they wanted to leave his whole body intact. So there was a dispute over where his final resting place would be. It would be in Peoria or in New York. And so while those two dioceses kind of duked it out a little bit and there were some lawsuits involved and all this very unsavory stuff, um, uh, it ended up being the Peoria one to have him buried in the, in Peoria, which again, like I said, I think was his, um, I think that was actually his will. I well, think he wrote that he, in his will. That's where he's from. And his family, his family as well, who's still living, asked for him to be buried in Peoria. Mm-hmm. And so just all this stuff. So he's finally getting the place where he needs to be and the beatification is moving forward, but I'm not sure when that's scheduled to be. Now, by the way, speaking of uh prophetic, watch his old shows. Yeah. And they're all available on YouTube. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, man, that guy was prophetic speaking yeah. about the times in which we live today. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And he was shocked. He was horrified by what he was going through at the time of his life. Right. So mm-hmm. if he were to, man, see, you know, be here, I'd be freaking out. Yep. Yeah. You know? nope, that's exactly right. But yeah, so he um, uh, I'm just reading a little a little section here about the scheduled beatification does not look like um that the that the date has been scheduled but it's funny because it's such a weird process he's already gotten the official decree from the vatican that he is a blessed and <laughs> can proceed with the process but they um they have not moved forward with it is my understanding so yeah all this stuff yeah yeah you know also in poland right i guess the 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 people in poland want a, a part of john paul ii is that still going on yeah think about moving is like take his heart and send it to oh wow you know yeah i wasn't aware of that now what's the story on the the young kid uh Mm -hmm. carlo did did, was he incorrupt or not or what's the story on? yeah so so i have not found a good um a good answer to this it's so what the archbishop there and in assisi has said is that um blessed carlo acutis who as we mentioned before young saint 16 years old um, oh no, blessed. Yeah. So just got, just became a blessed. Um, and he appears incorrupt. So if you look up pictures of him, C-A-R-L-O-A-C-U-T-I-S, if you look up pictures of him, he looks totally incorrupt. Um, and he's laying in this beautiful glass tomb and a t-shirt, a sweater and some jeans and some Nikes. Like he looks like a kid. It's pretty amazing. Um, so the archbishop there in Italy, 
it appears as though he's incorrupt, but the archbishop said that um, when they exhumed his body, he presented normal uh, signs of the decay of the human form. So my understanding is that he's wearing a wax mask oh, okay. um, over his over his face. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah. And, you know, and he died recently. He died in 2006, I think. And so he was more than likely embalmed, I would think. Um, and so my... My understanding is that if a body is embalmed, um, then they dig you up in a hundred years that they, the church probably would never declare you incorrupt because of course, embalming fluid, um, stops the normal process of decay. Well, why, why, why do they use that embalming? Is that for the, why, why I don't understand why, why do we use that? What's the point? Well, so we do it so you can have a, you know, someone, a someone pass and away and then a viewing nine days later or two weeks later or whatever. Cause in normal circumstances that... You get a little crispy at that point. Yeah, I don't. I don't want a viewing when I die. Just get me in the ground. Yeah, nobody wants to see your face longer yeah. than we have to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just you could probably drop that. That was a bad one. Nah. No, that's but, okay. Um, I'll leave it. I'll leave it. But because I, I want the listener to know just how cool <laughs> you are. But uh, you know, I, but I mean, there, there's instances right where embalming does not happen. John Paul II uh, actually was not embalmed. He wasn't. He was not embalmed. Uh, I believe he requested to not be embalmed in his in his last will and testament. So if you, I mean, yeah, well, I won't get into details, but yeah, he was not embalmed. But he wasn't found incorrupt, was he? I don't believe so. No. Was he? Has he been exhumed? Yeah, yeah. So, so as a normal process of the beatification, uh, mm-hmm. they will exhume the body of the soon to be blessed. So he had decayed. I had mass at his tomb twice in Rome. Really? Yeah. The uh, in the basilica or in the crypt? In the crypt before they moved him in the crypt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, so when popes die now, normally they bury them in this, this, uh, papal crypt, which is directly below St. Peter's Basilica. It's beautiful. So you walk down below and it's not like the bone crypt we were talking about earlier, but it's just this big, huge, I mean, as long as St. Peter's Basilica is, is as long as this crypt is, goes on for what seems like miles underground. And it's just the tombs of like every pope from like the mm-hmm. 12th century to now it's amazing and you can you know pray in front of these tombs it's fantastic and so that's where popes are normally buried and then uh of course if they become saints then they move them out of there to a place mm-hmm. of prominence so john paul got moved when he be, i believe when he became a blessed they moved him or no up, maybe when he was they moved him saint. upstairs yeah they moved him from that blower crypt um to the upstairs basilica and mm-hmm. put him in one of the main altars there john the 23rd as well was uh he was down there in the crypt, and then when he became a blessed, they moved him up, and he's not incorrupt. He um, is? He is not. He's not. He appears incorrupt, though, but I. But he was, um, they used embalming fluid on him, so they cannot declare him incorrupt. Mm. Um, Pius X, another great recent pope, is up in the on the upper level, was moved up there. So, um, yeah. Well, how long tradition. does this embalming fluid last? I'm just curious. You were asking like 100 the most qualified person to answer that years? question. <laughs> oh my goodness. I have no idea. But yeah. uh I mean, you know, but you you, you know, yeah. See if I, I, I figure now that uh like I'm fifty yet I could start drinking embalming fluid now and that yeah. way, you know, when I'm eighty I'll be hey Mansell, you look you you, you can't be put fifty eight or something. Yeah. How old do you think I am? I think you're around fifty eight. No, yeah. I'm actually seventy five. Yeah, it preserves all your natural elements. I guess it'd be uh be pretty akin to injecting sanitizer at this point, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Don't drink a balling fluid or inject sanitizer. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. 
So what else is going on? Do we have a cigar review? You know, I haven't smoked a cigar in... It's been a while. Oh, really? Because well, I gave them up until the election. Well, it's here, so... Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. I don't have my cigar wrapper. You I don't? Have a cigar today, as a matter of fact. You what? I had a cigar today, this afternoon. But I've been lining up my little... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to... I'm going to have some good reviews in the future. Nice. Good. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've had... I, I believe I've smoked all... Of the collection, I, I mean, I still have some more, but as far as the different varieties, I was talking about on Cigar Bid um, a couple of weeks ago. I mm-hmm. picked up a um, picked up an order of the AJ Fernandez collection, where it's like four different types of cigars, all rolled and blended by this um, master blender, AJ Fernandez, and so it's different cigars from different um, companies and things like that that he's rolled for. So I've tried them all at this point. So delicious. I uh, one of them is the um that I, I believe you had the diesel right the diesel mm. um oh, I forget the the exact type. I've um, had di- I love diesels. Oh, they're great. Oh, oh, oh. so good. But, oh, that's so when good. you know something's good. You ah, oh. have you yeah, had I mean, the was, uh, have you had the diesel? Ah, oh. it was oh. absolutely delicious. Oh. So, so um, it's the uh, diesel rage. Yeah. So I've diesel rage. It's a um. Six by sixty cigar. Uh it it's funny. So it looks like a natural. It looks very much like the Padron seven thousand in colors, who you know, you think kind of a mild middle of the road cigar. But uh starts off it starts off uh I would say kind of in that like Padron mild natural flavor, like very very nutty, very light. But then as it came to you know, as a cigar burned down to the midpoint, and even the end it got super spicy. Really, like that really? Maduro spiciness to it, like like black pepper, mm. which normally I'm not a huge fan of, but I, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Um, I was drinking it, I think, with... No, a, but I love when a cigar gets better as it goes, because some cigars, yeah. like, get, you get halfway and then they start getting sour, yeah. you know, but I love that when a cigar gets better and better as it gets towards the end. Yeah, yeah. Well, and like, again, A.J. Fernandez is a world-renowned mm. um, blender and all this kind of stuff, and so... These are top-notch cigars. They've all burned just so perfectly. I mean, it's a, I brought you one of them tonight, actually. Oh, yeah. Thank um, you. To imbibe in. But, yeah, so the Diesel Rage, uh, the Diesel Rage Perfecto 6x60, absolutely fantastic smoke. Loved that so much. Um, today I had the, um, uh, I had the uh, Hoyo Cubana, Hoyo Cubana Squared, and it was the Habano Perfecto in a six by 60 size as well. The, one of those cigars that like you get to the end of it, it's burning your fingers. And you're like, I don't want to put this down. I wish there was another mm-hmm. one of these, you know? So but, you start uh, smoking your fingers. And yeah. Are you burning, burning the, your fingertips and stuff? Just fantastic. That one is more of the, of like that Padron middle of the road, uh-huh. uh, natural flavor where it's, mm-hmm. it's just, it is a nice, nice cigar, but you know, I, I, I was working on, I was working, I set up my laptop outside, working from home, lit up that cigar. So I'm answering emails and working on some stuff, smoking this thing. And, uh, I got up to go get myself some more water and like, wasn't eating oh. anything. And I'm like, Whoa, you know, you do your head feels like it's up in the clouds. <laughs> Little buzz. Did you? Oh yeah. And that hasn't happened in a while. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So that was the, um, Hoyo Cubana squared Habana Perfecto, but I'm going to read off real quick, just the cigars in this packet. If you see any of these cigars at your local shop and you are and you don't know what to pick out, choose any one of these. You're going to be super satisfied, super happy. Diesel Rage, the Ave Maria Divina, Man of War, Ruination, 
think I brought one of those. Yeah. Too. I uh, remember that. that I, if I recall, I love that cigar. I think I think that's one of the ones I brought. Um, the La Herencia Cubana and the Hoyo Cubana yeah. Squared Habano. And those, you know, those Ave Marias, you can't go wrong. Oh. They're always great. Oh, they're yeah. just great cigars, period. Ave Maria, we're, we're still mining that. I'm pretty sure they're Catholic. They have to be Catholic. They have the Hail Mary in Latin on their cigar mm-hmm. box, for goodness sakes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean... I, I don't think I've ever had a bad Ivan Maria yeah, as great. well. So, so that's my cigar review. I have nothing. And then Tony has nothing because he's not even here. Well, Tony had, I, 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 he had one of those uh, um Do you easels. think Tony talks in his sleep? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nonstop. Definitely. 100%. Well, he's being lulled to sleep by his own voice on our podcast. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. But, uh, yep, so that's, that's my so review. Funny. That's 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 awesome review. Okay, so you know. Um, oh wait, what oh, what what? Another what? weird one. What? I almost forgot. I also bought from Cigar Bid. They're the, they're weird though. They're these Churchill length cigars, but they're as thin as a cigarillo. Oh really? So imagine like a like a Churchill length. How, how weird is that? But it's a, it's like as thin as a cigarette though. Did basically. you smoke it? Yeah, and it's a cigar, but it's it? those uh, Kentucky is... Fire cured cigars what that Tony it? likes. Yeah, and I mean, it tastes just fine, but it's weird. Because it burns, I mean, it burns down. It looks like one of those Cruella DeVille cigarettes, Damn. you know what I mean, where it's like all long. But, uh, I mean, delicious, but just a weird cigar. One mm. of these strangest things. I'm going to have to try that out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> yeah, so that's my cigar review. Okay, that was uh, that was awesome, dude. Okay, so we're going to wrap this up because it's already, uh, you know, three minutes past the hour. It is. Yep. Do you have any shout-outs? Hey, uh, listen, we miss Zach Gard. He and his family moved... Yeah. Away to Kansas, uh, Kansas City or Missouri, I think the Missouri side. Very sad. I'm very upset about it. I'm weeping. Yep. And then Brian, remember Brian and Marisa? They yep. left, and very sad about that too. I know. Great. All great folks. We're sad you guys have left us, but come back, on to bigger and better things. I'm sure of it. Pray for us. We're praying for you. Um, do I have any shout outs? I'm sure I do. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry, people. I'm forgetting getting my shout outs but what i do want to mention before we wrap up is um, we're talking about all souls today mm-hmm. um this is a great thing so um there's special indulgences for if you visit a cemetery and pray for the dead mm-hmm. uh on the feast of all souls today mm-hmm. normally those indulgences expire at the end of the day but pope francis announced that he's extending the plenary indulgences for the dead throughout the entire month of november yeah so if you visit a cemetery um, and pray, pray for the dead. Um, then he is extending that, um, for the entire month of November. This is super awesome. So please, 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 it, you know, it's a, it's an incredible mercy for one. So you get the indulgence for you or for the, the for the soul in purgatory, for the soul in purgation. Yep. yep for the soul in, in purgation. And so, um, I'm trying to read exactly the, um, so yeah, so you have to, so if you want to obtain uh-huh. the plenary indulgence, you have mm-hmm. to fulfill the ordinary conditions of the indulgence, which mm-hmm. are a Mass. sacramental confession. Mm-hmm. You have to make a confession around mm-hmm. the time that you visit the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to receive the Eucharist mm-hmm. around the time you visit the cemetery, which is a challenging thing in our current situation. Well, not, I, I'm doing mass every there day you outside. Go. There you go. Um, and a prayer for the intentions of the Pope when you visit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is a this is an incredible mercy, right? Because and this is such an important thing for the for the month of All Souls is, you know, the mercy of it is that these are souls 
who in purgation cannot pray for themselves, right? On their way to purgation to get into the eternal glory of heaven, they can't be in purgatory saying, oh God, you know, I pray for myself. You know, I'm not going to pray for anybody else. I'm going to pray for myself. No, no, Mm -hmm. no, that's not purgatory. Purgatory, they're they're interceding for everybody else, right? Mm -hmm. So it is incredible mercy here on earth to, uh, to pray and intercede for them to attain heaven. So the plenary indulgence, if you follow all those guidelines I talked about, Mm -hmm. then you loose a soul from purgatory, from purgation into heaven An incredible mercy and incredible grace right now, um, during this month. And then you gain an intercessor in heaven, beholding the beatific vision face to face with God. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Now, by the way, naysayers of, uh, Purgatory. Yep. Look, it it's a promise made by Jesus. It's a promise Jesus made that there would be such a, a, a reality because he said, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect and nothing impure, nothing imperfect will get to heaven. Mm-hmm. So there has to be some process by which we are perfected. And if we're not perfected in this life, then we are perfected in the next. Mm-hmm. Hence purgation. Right, right. All it means is, what does the word mean? It means clean, cleaning or, or purging. Uh, you know, stripping away. Yep. That's all it is. Well, so, it's, it's it's the just thing to do too, mm-hmm. right? Um, and there, there's other examples in scripture, right? Maccabees, you go and all this other stuff. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, and you can look up that stuff on your own. Um, but nonetheless, please, uh, please pray for the holy souls in purgatory this month. So incredibly important. Gain intercessors in heaven. Um, it's a great mercy that we have to be able to do this mm-hmm. now. So yep. So pray every day. Faustina, you know, St. Faustina had a big devotion to the souls in purgation. Mm. Prayed for him all the time. Okay, so let's wrap this up, shall we? So, uh, hey, uh, still building a church, 892. What? what 892? Just giving the phone number. Why am I giving the phone number? <laughs> SJVNM.org. I've given the phone number. What's that? Hey, it's late. It's late. It's yeah, so late. SJV, and you know what? T- tomorrow is uh, election day, so. That's right. I'm thinking about just, like, disappear. I almost thought about, like, going up in the mountains. Yeah. And just, like way up some but yeah. i i just the last minute i was like i'll stay here because you know we're pretty safe yeah around here you are people don't know where new mexico is anyway yeah. you're pretty safe me yeah yeah out here oh yeah downtown core another story well i <laughs> listen i live across the street from and no one knows where i live but i live across the street from a guy who is he's got like three military vehicles in his that he <laughs> you know bought as some surplus thing <laughs> And uh, and a whole house full of guns and ammo. Well, now see that, that, that that's either going to be a really good thing, yeah, or a really bad no, thing. No. <laughs> so, but I'm, I'm t- he already told yeah. me if there's trouble, Padre, you come over to my house. Nice, that's good. Yeah, and besides, he makes a great barbecue. Oh, nice. Oh, it's a benefit. Yeah. Oh, please go wait out the apocalypse with good barbecue. <laughs> so S J, yeah, S J, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, right. S J. What if it's a zombie apocalypse? Now I guess the barbecue wouldn't help. <laughs> <laughs> SJVNM.org is a place to go. Okay, that's it. Hey, we'll see you. Bye, everybody. Finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code BREADBOX at checkout for 20% off at CatholicSingles.com.